Welcome to Jammin' with Jason Mefford, a show where we discuss topics relevant to chief audit executives and professionals in audit, risk, and compliance. We discuss the technical and soft skills needed to navigate the minefields of organizations. You hear best practices and practical advice for helping you advance your career, and we'll even talk about music, mindfulness, and psychology, because we can. So sit back and relax while you listen to the number one podcast in the world for internal auditors, unscripted and unedited. Well, welcome, my friends, to another episode of Jammin' with Jason. Now, today you might be wondering, yoga, yoga and internal audit, what does that have to do with internal audit? Well, I'm excited to have Kurt Weirich with me uh, today. And uh, Kurt and I met at the international conference. So I did a breakout session uh, and it was around mindfulness and emotional intelligence. Kurt was in the audience and afterwards came up and we started talking. And I was like, ooh, we got to have him on here. So Kurt, welcome. Thank you, Jason. Great to be with you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny because I'll, I'll give you a little opportunity to kind of ex explain some of the stuff that you're doing. But, you know, I remember after, after the session, you came up and you said, hey, you know what? Actually, I teach yoga, right? Because in yoga That's is right. a mindful uh, uh, practice. That's correct. That people can do. And I, I know a lot of times, sometimes people might say, well, what does yoga have to do with internal audit? So maybe I'll pose that back to you, right? And maybe you can kind of share a little bit about how you kind of came to it, how you've used it as a tool to help you and help others. And I'll share a little bit too about, you know, some of the mindful stuff that I've done. And I haven't really done yoga, so I'm really actually kind of interested to, to understand more about what you're doing as well. So. Okay. Certainly. Well, well, thank you, Jason. And thank you for the opportunity to uh, be on your show today. I really appreciate that. So thank you for this. Um, I, I'd be glad to chat about yoga with you. Uh, really, the, the question that you posed is internal audit and yoga. How do those go together? And that's, that's, an, that's an excellent question. Uh, it, I'm first of all, I'm an internal auditor. I'm the director of Office of the Internal Auditor at uh, Pima Community College, which is located in Tucson, Arizona, Southern Arizona. And I'm a department of one. And so in that role, in, in as all internal auditors who are listening to this today know, the role of an internal auditor can be stressful. And the question is, Exactly. Jason, it may not be surprising to you, but to others, uh, it may be new information. But let me tell you, it, it can be very stressful. So especially when you're one individual as well. So the question is, what are some techniques that are healthy that you could utilize to basically uh, mitigate that situation? And, and one, of, one of those, in my case, is the activity of yoga. Mm -hmm. So I have found that over the years as a student, and now I'm a uh, yoga instructor as well at the college, so I teach employees. But how it relates to internal audit is it permits you to be mindful and in the present moment. And so what that means is you're focused on if there's an audit issue that you're looking at, you're much more focused in that moment. And whether it's having an audit interview with the audit client, you are more engaged you're not thinking about what you have to eat for lunch today. You're mm -hmm. thinking about who's in front of me, what is the topic, 
and what is it that we want to accomplish. But the key is being mindful and in the present moment. And, and yoga is useful in many ways to, to get to that place. Mm -hmm. And you can do it through movement, but yoga is primarily about the breath. So you really focus on your breath work and it allows you to really engage again with the moment because that's the only thing we have is our, our moment. So when you're in an audit, you may be thinking, hey, I have to issue a report or I have a meeting with uh, a president coming up later. That could be true, but you're, you need to be engaged with what you're doing right now. And it, it really, as an auditor, it makes you more effective and, and more efficient. As, as I describe my role, I say I'm small but mighty. I'm one. <laughs> the power of one. Yeah. Yoga makes me more powerful. So it allows you to really come back to the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, because I think that that's an important thing. And that's why I've been talking a lot more about this, mm -hmm. especially the last few years, because I've kind of gone through a journey myself. I mean, I was a chief audit executive a few times. Mm -hmm. I've been in the profession for many, many years, and it is a stressful job, right? And, and I think right. a lot of times people don't, don't want to admit that, right. but it is stress. There is stress that goes on you. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes we try to internalize it and think, oh, uh, you know, I can separate work from my personal life. Right. But honestly, that's garbage, right? You, that's correct. You, you can't actually do that. That's, that's correct. And, and I, think, I think the piece is it's we live in a society. We live in a community. I work at a community college. So that, what that means is we're engaged with the community. So, for example, I'm president of the Institute of Internal Auditors Tucson chapter here uh, locally, and I engage with the community through that forum, right? And mm -hmm. and. and most of our, obviously, our members are primarily internal auditors or compliance professionals or risk mm -hmm. professionals. And I see a tremendous amount of stress when I attend those meetings. And, and I, the, the purpose is obviously to provide some information, right? training, et cetera. But I've been approached several different times to say, Kurt, could you provide a yoga practice to prior to the training. And so there, there, there's an absolute need. And I think recognizing it and becoming aware of that need is, is, is the first step. Yeah, well, and I, and I think it's interesting because I'll share, share a little bit about me then maybe too in this, in this instance, because we'll, we're both going to kind of get a little bit personal on this, I think. Sure. Right? So sure. it's, um, you know, because again, I mean, growing up as an, as, a, as an auditor in that profession, right, we're taught to be very logical, very prescriptive, very almost robotic sometimes in some of the stuff that we do. Right. And again, I've always had kind of like a side uh, passion with psychology, and how the mind works, neurobiology, all this kind of stuff. And, and there's, there's really kind of this movement in the last 10, 15 years on positive psychology and about some of the things, instead of just trying to focus on fixing the bad things, of, of trying to incorporate things in that are actually good for us. And what's interesting, you know, because again, I mean, when a lot of, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are going yoga, ooh, we're all sitting down on the ground in the lotus pose and we're like, um, you know, kind of a thing or we're meditating. And, and that a lot of those stigmas or the, the, the belief around that really kind of goes back to, you know, like a lot of people say, oh, that's hippy dippy kind of stuff, right? That's, that's what the hippies did in the sixties, right? And that, that's all like Eastern religion, blah, 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 kind of stuff, right? But 
science has actually caught up and they've actually done a lot of research. And guess what? That hippy dippy stuff is actually backed by science. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's right. And I think you, you hit on a key component that it is, it is effective. It is, it is ab absolutely something that works. So internal auditors listening to this today, yoga does work and it will help you do your job better. And, and, and for example, it's, you don't have to just be an internal auditor. You could also be an, uh, a staff employee. I teach uh, at Pima Community College to employees as part of our wellness program. So I actually taught last night. And it, it, it helps with stress. Even if you're not an internal auditor, there are mm -hmm. folks who are dealing with stressful positions that are maybe in different fields. But internal auditors can use these uh, tools. It's a tool. And right. it's, 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 a way, it's a way of dealing with the stress of what we have to deal with, and it's effective. So I agree with, I support what you're saying. It's valid, it's valid. So someone's gonna question, is it all about, uh, you know, in terms of just meditation or uh, something of that nature? No, it's deeper than that. And you can do it in your office. And that's something I wanted to mention is that, People say, well, I have to go to a yoga studio or I have to, no, you don't. You can yep. absolutely do it in your office. You can do it when you're conducting audit field work. You can do it in your car. So you can, it's a tool that'll make you a much stronger internal auditor. So it does work. Yeah, well, and I, and I think that's an important thing. And before, before we get off, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm gonna wanna do is, We'll, we'll talk about actually like some practical things that people can actually do, like you said, in your car, in your office, you know, while you're doing your work. Um, be, because again, this isn't something where you have to go seclude yourself off for hours at a time. Right. Um, there's actually some little practical things that you can do. And I know we talked a little bit about breathing. Correct. Uh, and so we'll, so we'll share some of that stuff too, because I know in the, in that, um, in that, you know, presentation that I had speech that I gave at, at international conference, we talked about that. That's right. And, and we had that discussion afterwards too. And so I want to, I want to get more into that, but before we go there, I thought it's, it's interesting, you know, like you said, you're, you are the internal auditor, you're working there at the college, right? You have a day job, you're doing this, but there's people that are asking you, Hey, can we do some of this you know, work, whether that's at the beginning of the IIA chapter meeting, you know, like you teaching last night. And that's I think right. there's this trend that I'm seeing. So I, I, I actually personally went to the workplace, mindful workplace summit last year. Right. So this is a summit where huge companies, I mean, we're talking like Google, SAP, I mean, you, you name some of the biggest companies in the world. They were all there talking about how they are providing space at their company during the workday or after the workday for people to engage in mindful practices like guided meditation or yoga or some of these other things and the benefits that they're actually experiencing and the money that they're investing into it. So, so you know, may, may, maybe talk a little bit of, uh, about some of that, you know, because I, I think one of the takeaways for people too can obviously be for us to create space for people to be able to do some of these things during the workday. Right, right, and that's a good question. And so you you can actually, as I mentioned, you can do this in your car, you can do it in your office. You don't have to have a necessarily a designated space to do this. So for example, we talked about breathing and I think that is something ever, we do 
<laughs> we have to breathe we anyway, do, right? <laughs> or we're hoping we're breathing, right? right. <laughs> yeah. But it's something that permits us to become back into the moment. So it may involve, uh, for example, counting our breaths. And that's something you and I talked about at the international conference. Yeah. And so I, I believe it all starts with awareness of that. The fact that um, maybe when you're in the audit interview, for example, you're feeling maybe it's you, you potentially could be in a stressful situation. You notice you're becoming more shallow in your breath. And that's where you can take a moment and pause. And I think it's fine to take a pause in our audit work. You do not have to immediately rush into something if you're, if you have not centered yourself as the description that I use. Yeah. So that the tool of, uh, it could, it could be your breath. It could also be an object. So for example, if there's something on your desk, because most of us have uh, some object that you could potentially focus upon, uh, could be a pencil, it could be whatever that is, bring your mind to one point, to a centering, and that will assist you. And that doesn't require any special equipment, but it makes you a better auditor because you're back into this moment mm -hmm. and you're, uh, you're using all of your senses, you're using all of your mental powers that we've been trained as an aud auditor to use, you're using them more effectively. And so yeah. I see tremendous benefit using this. And, and certainly movement is part of it. And, and one of the things we can do is, for example, instead of a lot of times we, we sit too much in a society today. So sitting is the new smoking. Mm -hmm. So sometimes what you can do as an auditor is you don't, you don't necessarily have to sit you could stand, you can take a walk, you could say, hey, let's have a walking meeting, let's, let's move over here. And that's a form of yoga because it's movement. And so it doesn't have to be a formal practice of uh, getting into, for example, downward facing dog in the mm -hmm. audit, audit meeting. That's not what it is. It, <laughs> and you wouldn't do that during I, the middle of the audit. I would not recommend that. <laughs> I would not recommend that. But it's basically an awareness of bringing you're, you're aware of your body, you're aware of your sensations, you feel uh, connected. And I think that's, that's where we can work as internal auditors is to connect with our clients because we're dealing with people. And people, it's a soft skill, but it's absolutely critical because how do, how do things get done? They get done through people. And so I think developing that comfort within yourself and a connection I think yoga is a, it's a bridge to doing that. Well, I think one of the things that you brought up is it's about awareness, right? Right. And, and so, you know, we won't get into all this stuff today. I'm sure I'll talk about it again, but I know one right. of the things I shared at international conference was literally your brain has brain waves, right? Mm -hmm. And the slower your brain waves are, the more relaxed and calm we are. In fact, the better decisions we can make. Uh, the better we can learn, the better we can remember. Right. And and if you are aware and you notice your brainwave activity going up, and, and so again, right, you, you you something triggers you, you start to feel more anxious, you start to feel more whatever. What's happening is literally your brainwaves are starting to speed up. Right. And when that happens, we need to kind of slow it back down. And that's what you're talking about from the centering. That's right. right. Is whether we t we choose to focus maybe and just stare at an object for 30 seconds if we do some breathing exercises and again right so the one i talked about there was was breathing and counting right yes, so that's and, correct. And you know you try to you try to be aware of the breath you just count your breath in or count your breath out 
That's right. And you just try to slow down, count for, for a little bit. I, I usually get distracted by the time I get to five. So I start over again right. at one. That's right. Um, and that's, that's one way to do it. Another one that I did that I didn't share that I thought I'd share today is one called tactical breathing or it's also called box breathing uh, in, in, in some of the meditative practices. Now, it's called tactical breathing because Navy SEALs and other special ops people use this in the field, right? So this is like hardcore stuff. Yes. And, and with, with that, with tactical breathing, you think four, 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 four. Okay, so four fours. And what it is, is you breathe in through your nose for four seconds, mm -hmm. you hold it for four seconds, you release out through your mouth for four seconds, and then you hold for four seconds before you breathe in again. And so you're just counting to yourself in increments of four, and you do that for 60 to 90 seconds, and everything is okay, right? So again, That's imagine right. like a Navy That's right. SEAL That's is right. out in the field, and all of a sudden everything breaks loose, and they stop, and they breathe, so right. they can control themselves again and move on. It's the same thing if you're in an audit interview or you're doing something that, like that, that right? That, that is you right. You can't go time, time out, I need right. 90 seconds. That's <laughs> right. right, that's right, yeah. So these are things that we can actually implement as auditors. And, and I think the, the piece that's kind of the take home message is that it does work and that's what you're stating. And I, I think that's critical that uh, there is, as you mentioned, it's a, I guess yoga does have a reputation that it might be a little bit out there. And one of the messages I'd like to communicate today is that you can be an audit professional and still practice. And it, it could be in my, in my case, I'm selecting yoga as an activity that helps me, but you could also do other things. So I also golf, for example, mm -hmm. and in the moment, could, could that be meditative? Could that be a yoga practice? The answer is yes. Uh, because when you're, in theory, you're focusing on a, on a small object, in this case, it's a golf ball, and you're going to be hitting that. And so for a period of seconds, you will be focused upon that particular object and task. And that is a meditative thing. And, that, and we all need to be refreshed. And that's something I wanted to share is that I think as auditors, you can just get into a rut and you're just constantly in a high pressure very difficult position, it can really wear on you. And you need to find a mechanism that works in terms of just refreshing yourself. And it could look different for different people. So it could be golf, it could be fishing, it could be running marathons, it could be yoga, it could be something that you like to do uh, in, your, in your time. So it's an activity to balance work-life balance. It's a balance of what we do on our typical day it allows us to be more effective and recharged and moving forward in a positive direction. And I think that's really critical. Yeah. Well, so, let, so let's talk a little bit about yoga specifically, because again, I mean, right. I've been doing mindful practices for a long time. I choose right. to do, I, I've chosen to do other ones, right? Like, right. you know, hypnosis sessions, daily meditation, you know, I use music a lot of times as, as a way for me to, to kind of go to some of those spaces, or like you said, the, the staring at the objects, the breathing, the different things like that. Yes. And, but I've done yoga a few times. And so one right. of the things that I wanted to do is, is talk a little bit about kind of the process and demystify this a little bit, because I know, yeah. like I said, when I went to the mindful workplace, summit, I thought, you know what, here I am in this, you know, beautiful retreat center in Northern California. 
I might as well take advantage and try to immerse myself as much as I can in the different activities that they're providing. So I did like a sound bath, which is effectively like, you know, a, a meditation for, I think it was an hour where somebody is using um, these, these bowls to create right. vibration and you can literally like feel it like going around the room and going through your body, which is very fascinating. But I, but I did a, I did a yoga class as well. And that was actually the first time that I had done a yoga class. Sure. So, you know, when, when, as a teacher, when, when people are, are starting out, sure. What are maybe some of the things that they're, they're worried about or that are going right. through their mind and, Certainly. you know, that might kind of get them right. to not, to not want to do it. You know, sure. it's like, let, yes. let's, just, let's just share with people what kind of goes through your mind. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say a, a couple things. You're right. It does. Um, it, there, there's some, I, I would describe it as stereotypes or stigmas related to yoga that certainly from an internal auditor perspective that you might have. And I would say, first of all, um, you don't necessarily have to be um, necessarily an athlete to do yoga. And I think that's one yep. of the, that's one stereotype I would like to address. And what I mean by that is you, as long as you have the ability to move something of your body, which we all have some limited movement generally, mm -hmm. we, we, can, we can do. And I think that is sufficient. So in other words, where you start where you are, you use what you have and you move forward. So I would not be intimidated in terms of going into a yoga class, you're, you're, especially as a beginner, you're not gonna be the expert. And, and I wanna mention this, yoga is a practice. If anyone tells you they've arrived, you want to immediately leave and tell them, <laughs> I do not want to talk to you again. Because I, continue, I continuously learn, just like in internal auditing. I go to conferences. I'll be attending the ACUA Association of College and University Auditors Conference in Baltimore here in a couple of weeks. You continuously learn, whether it's yoga or internal auditing. So the bottom line is you have an instructor when you start and I think you need to go into it with a student mindset. So you're an expert as an internal auditor, you're comfortable with that. Yep. Yoga may be a new concept for you. So when you're going in, go in with a beginner's mind. Go in and, and so in other words, you're not gonna be an expert and that's okay. So in other words, even if I'm getting some movement in terms of, we call it asanas or yoga poses. So for example, we mentioned downward facing dog you may not necessarily have the best technique, but that doesn't matter. It's not a competition. It's, a, it's something that you are developing, just like in internal auditing, right? You're not necessarily, you continuously learn. We make mistakes and mistakes are okay. So I would say, suggest going into, inter, in, into yoga as a beginner's mind. And it's okay not to know everything Mm -hmm. It's okay to experiment, try new things, uh, different, different movement. And don't, here's, a, here's something that I, I, I have found to be useful is it's not a competition. You're not, don't look at your neighbor who's maybe been practicing for 20 years. It's just like an internal audit. There's an audit director and there may be a staff auditor who's been there for 15 minutes. I mean, it's going to have different levels, right? But we can still do things together, but that doesn't mean you're going to be at the same competency level, but that's okay. So I would go into it with a beginner's mind and I would say it's, it's going to take 
practice, but you never arrive. So at the end of the story, we're just developing ourselves. Well, no, because that was kind of, you know, my ex- my experience when I went into this class, right? You know, I mean, right. I, I looked at the schedule and thought, hey, you know what? Okay, tomorrow morning, instead of going on my morning walk or run, why don't I go to this 630 yoga class? Right. Now, I didn't know <laughs> when I packed that I was going to a yoga class, okay? Right, right. So, so here I was, you know, and I uh, show up in my, in my sweats, you know, because that's kind of what I packed, you know, and sure. obviously... Uh, you know, I get there. I'm the only man in the room. Correct. Okay. Right. And and again, most of these women have been doing yoga for a while. I mean, they show right. up in the whole yoga gear yeah. with all their yoga pants and everything else. Correct. That's right. That's right. And, and I'm kind of looking around yeah. like, okay, I know I'm a little out of place, but I'm still going to give this a try. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would mention for me personally, um, that's a good point because I I am a uh, I am a male yoga instructor and that is not the norm so typically when you enter a class it's typically more on the on female but but and that's fine but it's just mm-hmm. there is definitely that is that is what it is so there are very few um, men instructors or typically that participate but don't allow that to intimidate you if you're an internal auditor listening to this uh, podcast right now to not attend because I can tell you um, as a, as a, uh, it's been very beneficial to me as an internal auditor. Give it a try. It may be, it may be, it, it may be uncomfortable, but you can be, you can be comfortable with uncertainty. It's okay. So I'm telling you. That's actually one of life's biggest lessons. Too. That's, that's right. right. And so it does take courage to walk into a yoga uh, class for the first time. And it is uncomfortable. But that's just like doing an audit. The first time you, you may be interviewing someone and you may feel uncomfortable until you develop rapport or a relationship. That is, it's part of life. And you just have to say, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to try. And I think that is critical. And I know Nike has the famous phrase, just do it. And mm-hmm. I would say, just do it. Yeah. And I, I highly encourage folks who are listening to this. And I needed some encouragement as well. My uh, uncle is, uh, he's retired now, but he was an executive who traveled extensively, uh, coastal type jobs, worked, lived in New York, traveled to California back and forth for his position, extremely stressful. He suggested initially that I think yoga might be something that would be, you might be interested in. I needed his permission. So I'm giving permission to folks who are listening to this, that if, if you're, you know, if you're a male internal auditor, it's okay to try this. And if you're a female internal auditor, you're, I, I recommend it as well. So the bottom line is, it is something that works. And so I encourage you to get over your discomfort and do it. Well, and I think again, you know, like, like you were talking about, don't worry about what other people are doing. You just focus on yourself. I mean, yoga in any of these mindful practices is really kind of like golf, right? It's, it's, it's about you. It's not about everybody else. And, and so, you know, just like what you said, cause I went through that, that my first yoga session, right? right. And it was an hour and you know what, some of the things were a little hard and I was swaying around a little bit and I couldn't right. reach as far and I couldn't do whatever. Right. Cause I'm a middle-aged right. man. That's a little overweight. Right. 
Right. But, um, but what was interesting is, is at the end of it, right. Is there were, there were several of the people in the room that even came over and they're like, Hey, you did a good, you did a good job, you know? And it's That's like, right. well, this is my first time. And they're like, Oh, you did amazing for your first time, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, they're not judging you. That's that's correct. That's right. right. Everybody's there learning. And and I think the point that you brought up before too about any of these things being a practice. That's right. That was one of the things. So I, I wanted to talk about because there's kind of two two terms that come out a lot. A lot of people would ask me, you know, like when I showed up there, they're like, So do you have a daily practice? And I'm like, daily practice? What right. are you talking about? Right. 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 Well, daily practice just means, right, that you're practicing and doing these things every day. It's, right. it's not some, you know, that's, that's what people mean by it. That's right. Cause at that's first correct. I was, I was kind of like scratching my head, like, what are you talking about? That's right. Right. <laughs> um, you know, so that's what, that's one thing again, to throw the mystique out on that. The other one is usually at the, at the end of a session, right. There's the namaste. Yes, that's correct. And, and so again, you know, that's a term that, that a lot of people see and there's kind of the whole hand gestures with kind of bowing. Correct. Maybe, maybe just explain that to people, sure. what that means. And because, right. again, that might be something different that they're right. not used to. A absolutely. And, and and it's important to know the history in yoga. It, it, it It's based in Sanskrit. And so if you go back in time and the history of, of yoga, there are going to be basically terms that are not necessarily something that your first time you're attending, you, you may not be comfortable with, but namaste is really the light in me is honoring the light in you. And so namaste is a form of acknowledgement that I am honoring you, your presence here. I connect with you. I'm honoring you. And that's, it's, it's, it's not necessarily mystical, but it is a way of connecting. And, it, and, and in yeah. terms of bowing, it's respect. You're respecting yourself. You're respecting the others that are your uh, students that are with you, your fellow students, it's a sign of respect. So the bowing is, is, is uh, my wife is from uh, Thailand, which is in Southeast Asia, mm -hmm. and they are uh, uh, primarily Buddhist, but one of the things they have is, is a, basically a why or they bow, and it's a sign of respect. So when you're in yoga, you, you bow to yourself, you bow to your instructor, you're showing respect for the practice. You've taken time out of your day. We're very busy as professional internal auditors, extremely um, stressful positions, et cetera. But you are honoring yourself. You're honoring your fellow classmates that you are investing in yourself. And it's going to come out in many, many ways. And it's not just at work. It's going to be at home when you're dealing with your, uh, if you uh, have a significant other, a spouse, uh, etc. your neighbors. Um, I also teach yoga in my neighborhood. I live uh, mm -hmm. in Oral Valley, which is a suburb of Tucson, and I teach uh, my neighbors. And that's something that is very valuable in terms of the connection of honoring your neighbors, you're honoring others. So namaste is a sign of respect in honoring others. Well, and I think it's, it's a beautiful term too. I mean, because like you said, what the literal actual meaning of it is right is that that right. sanskrit word That's but right. but it's but it's i think it encompasses kind of the whole feel with any of these mindful practices you might be doing is you're honoring yourself and you're honoring others That's right. for taking the time out of your day to have a daily practice and try That's to right. improve yourself and improve the world and make everything around you better 
Right. And I, I think there's just a lot of beauty that comes with that and the whole sense of community that goes along with it yeah. too. Right. I, I agree. And, and they, they typically, sometimes you'll hear the term sangha or your community, your fellow classmates. So it's a really a community. Uh, I, I work at a community college. And what does that mean? Well, it means you interact with everyone. And that's mm-hmm. true in our lives. And yeah. so as, as internal auditors, we play, we all have different roles. You're an internal auditor, you're a professional, very stressful, but you also have, you're also maybe a brother or a sister or et cetera. We all have different roles that we experience in our lives. So I, or a neighbor, of course, things of that nature, but community is really, really important. And I think that's what internal audit can do as well as be a bridge amongst departments. That's for example, at the college, I view internal audit as a resource to the to Pima Community College. So it's sometimes I'm the bridge that I can, so for example, when you do an audit, you may have silos, folks that kind of do their thing in a particular department. I'm sure, I'm sure fellow auditors are listening to this and saying, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, I relate to that. So it, it allows you to bring the community together, whether it's your organization, whether it's your neighborhood, et cetera. But it, it's a way of crossing and developing bridges and connections. Well, and like usual, we get to talking and it's so great. And all of a sudden the time goes quicker than we want. So I I wanted to just kind of wrap up just the last couple of minutes. So, uh, and just kind of summarize or remind people about some of the things we've talked about and then give you an opportunity to maybe, you know, interject any other suggestions, because like you said, these are things we can do during the day. I mean, obviously, you know, one thing you can do is sign up and go to a yoga class. That's right. Absolutely. Um, you know, but there's other things you can do with your breathing, with focusing on objects, even just for a short period of time to be able to help center yourself. That's right. So what, are, what are some of these things like this that, that you suggest people do kind of, you know, every day or these little things that you can do, even right. if it's just five, 10, 30 seconds a minute, you know, right. be able to help them kind of get that centering and reduce their stress levels. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think first of all is awareness. And so I think really one of the things that um, I typically do is set an intention for the day. So this is a yoga practice that you can you can use in your internal audit life. So for example, I set an intention prior to walking into my office every day. I will say, today I will be outstanding. And that's my intention today. That's, that's before I even walk through the door. And so I, I recommend to internal auditors listening to this, set an intention. And that's a yoga practice. Um, I, each class I start with, I have an intention for my class. That doesn't mean you have to accept it. You set your own intention. Be mm-hmm. a critical thinker. Internal auditors are critical thinkers. Think for yourself. What is your intention today? And so you can use that in your, in your daily life. And I think... The other is definitely focusing on our breath. And that doesn't take necessarily that long. It could be counting to five. It could take just less than a minute. And you're mm-hmm. going to definitely be more centered. And it doesn't take equipment. I think also I would recommend touching base with your, your employer if they offer some sort of wellness program. Uh, Pima Community College offers that to employees free of charge. Um, and that's something that would be worth checking out. But, but also in your community, there's yoga studios. You could sign up for a class. You don't have to commit. You can just sign up for one class. And typically, they have, sometimes they're free. The first class is free. 
as a new student. So I highly recommend that. And if you go to the first class and it's not what your expectations thought it might be, don't give up. Yeah. You can try another one. So it's just like uh, when you buy a new car, you don't necessarily purchase the first car that you drive. You may you want to do some test drives. Mm -hmm. so I, I would say do find a studio that you like. Find a studio that meets your needs. It's just like uh, in your life, you all have preferences. Like, what's your favorite color? You know, you may like red. I may like blue but it meets your needs. So experiment, try different yoga studios. And I'm, I'm gonna suggest that um, maybe give yourself six months. So say, hey, I'm just gonna try this for six months. If it doesn't work, then you could choose to do something else. Maybe golf is your thing. Maybe, yep. maybe you know, running marathons is your thing, but at least don't have regrets. I, I'm highly recommending give, it, give yoga a try. Well, and I think too, because as you were, as you were saying there too, I thought, you know, maybe I kind of wrap up with one of the things that I just thought about too was, because I told you I was at the Mindful Workplace Summit and there, and, and one of the biggest questions everybody was asking is how can, how can we bring this into the workplace? Right. And over and over again, I, I heard this. I mean, you've kind of brought this into the workplace there at the college. You've That's right. brought it into your homeowners association. Y yes. Too, right. Yes. That's right. And, and, and the answer that I kept hearing over and over again is, We'll just ask and try to create a space. And so it can be as simple as, you know, would it be okay if we, you know, use this conference room maybe before the start of the work day? Or, you know, whether that happens to be a, like a guided meditation session or if it's yoga or something else like that, just ask, ask your employer if, you know, because again, a lot of these resources are not used the whole, the whole day anyway. That's right. And so companies are starting to allow for that and, and they're seeing productivity uh, increases in their business. So, you know, if, if, if you're like maybe the auditor, maybe you talk to your boss, if you're the chief audit executive, well, Hey, maybe you just ask your team, would you guys be interested in this? And if the answer is yes, then provide a space for them and just see where it goes. That's right. And, and I, I hold uh, in the summers uh, in Tucson, it's going to be 105 degrees today. And that's, <laughs> that, that's Fahrenheit, just so you know. And yeah. it, it's, it's, uh, it's a desert environment. It's very hot. But um, it, during the summers, I do hold a class in a conference room. And it's, it absolutely you have to move some of the, the furniture around, but it works just fine. So you don't need any special yoga studio. It could be a conference room. So that is a perfect example, but asking is the first step. It's first step. Okay. And again, like you said, give it, give it some time because again, you know, the first time that we do anything, we feel a little goofy and we don't really know what we're doing. So get, give it, give it some time, give it three to six months. If it's not your thing, pick something else. That's but ultimately, right. you know, like we started the show off with, internal audit is a stressful job. It You've got to figure out ways okay. to be able to be present, to be aware, and to try to reduce your stress. Because okay. it does carry over into the home life, whether you realize it or not. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kurt, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, now I got to figure out how I'm going to start incorporating yoga into my day as well. So Fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on, Jason. I really appreciate that. And I want to encourage all my fellow internal auditors out there to check out yoga. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I'm sure we might have to have you come back on later because we'll... 
well, uh, I'm sure everybody's going to okay. be like they were at the conference. And they're like, holy crap, give me more, give me more, give me more. So it's like, okay, then we'll have to have Kurt back. Well, I, I'd love to be back. So thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Thanks for your, for, for your time today. I enjoyed it. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Jamming with Jason. Keep on rocking in the audit world. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll catch you later on the next show. If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, head on over to C-Risk Academy at ondemand.criskacademy.com. And that's C as in the letter C, riskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you also will have access to the video version of today's show. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.